This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnick. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi williams The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President Jonathan Kraft. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Eben Novi williams And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where we, Eben and I, because Michael Barr is on vacation this week, explore the world of money and sports. And today... We begin with Eben, Mark Stevens, part owner of the Golden State Warriors. We know the story by now. He pushed Kyle Lowry. He has been banned for a year, $500,000 fine, not all that big deal. He's worth $2.something billion. The question moving forward is, can Mark Stevens continue to own his stake in the team? We heard Adam Silver talk about this last week. I don't have the right to require him to sell his ownership stake. That can only be done by a three-quarters vote of our Board of Governors. So that wasn't on the table. I thought in terms of the year suspension or ban and the $500,000 fine, that under the circumstances, it was appropriate. Adam said he was contrite. He's never had any problems in the past, so he thought it's an appropriate punishment. That's all well and good. But this is a team moving into a new building. Can he, do the other partners led by Joe Lacob, get together and say, hmm, Mark, you know, we just don't think that you can be a part of this anymore, especially at a time where the Players Association has made a big deal about how players are treated in this league by fans. You can't, you know, the things that are said to them, if anybody puts their their hands on them, This is not a fan. This is somebody whom players suggest, some have suggested, should be held to a higher standard. Yeah, so I think that last point is 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 critical because, you know, the this is a problem the NBA has. It's an increasing problem. We've talked about it a lot. You know, terms like Russell Westbrook especially gets into these things with fans. Uh, the ability for fans, because of the way basketball is laid out, the ability for them to interact with players and touch players is a problem that the NBA needs to address. I think that is absolutely true. How do you address that? They're right. I mean, you're right there. Right yeah, so there. so maybe the addressing is ramping up the punishment. Um, but that said, and I <laughs> I don't want to get myself into too hot water here, I think the idea of him having to sell a, his stake in the Warriors because he lightly pushed Kyle Lowry is fairly ridiculous. And and I, un, I say that knowing that he should not have done it. And I also say that knowing that this is a problem that the NBA has. Um but outside of those two things, um, I just don't see this as that, rising that to is the a, level of. That, that's a huge, huge cost to him, right? I mean, this is a franchise. Well, he'll make money. And you're just saying cer- the punishment certainly, is certainly, but okay. but this team we're assuming is going to make more is going to become more valuable moving forward. Yeah, he right? bought in for about eight hundred valuation of yeah, about so, eight hundred. So not million. when Joe Lacob did, but further on, yeah, they're yeah. at what three point seven billion, billion now. Yeah, yeah. the new stadium opens, they may eclipse four, which is where yeah. the Knicks are right now. Um, I don't know. To, to me, it's maybe worth making an example of him because it's a problem. Let's just talk but, the mechanics but, of it, though. Beyond the punishment, is it right or wrong? I got your point. Okay. Yeah. Let's just talk the mechanics of it. Sure. A stake in the Warriors comes to market. Do you think it actually ever gets out for full auction? 
because there are tons of LP stakes and many, many teams, I mean, NFL, MLB, there's tons of stakes out there. They're getting increasingly difficult to unload because usually LPs come with no say, no governance. They don't come with anything. But they're so expensive now because the valuations are high. So do you think it goes to market or do you think the other partners get together, Peter Guber, Joe Lacob, and say, you know what, we'll buy you out? Well, you would, you would know better than me. I, I know that some of these deals, and maybe it's all of them, when a when a minority state or right comes of up, first. yeah, there's yeah. right of first refusal they can, they can, for pre-existing. Some, some they have to approve. Some they have right of first refusal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I would think that this might get this would probably get absorbed, right? Yeah, I, mean, just I would guess given the way this yeah. this franchise is is going. Um, but I mean, again, that that's a that's kind of a question for for the individual kind of terms in his in his minority ownership deal. And you get the LP discount, a fourth sale, no no say in governance, so you get your haircuts right there too. Yeah, but he's still going to make money because he got in. A good still going to make a, a, yeah. a ton of money, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the way it is right now, he's losing five hundred thousand dollars. He's he's not going to be able to go to games uh, for a year. Which if you're a minority. That's why, you, that's, that's why you. That's pretty did much it. the only he reason. Obviously enjoyed it. He why, was there. Why, why you're doing yeah. it, right? Um, but it does. I mean, I think there's an interesting conversation to have here regarding, you know, another high-profile sideline sitter in the, in the NBA Finals, Drake. You know, who wanders onto the court occasionally, touches players, gives back. Also, back with an massages. official, an official member of He's the an franchise, ambassador. An ambassador right? And I would argue that Drake is a more high-profile representative of the Toronto Raptors than Mark Stevens, who is a well-known name in business, I, I guess. Sequoia Capital is a you know the a, a giant in the VC world. But Mark Stevens, nobody knows Mark Stevens in a Golden State Warriors capacity. It didn't even come out that he was an owner until almost 24 hours later, right? Uh, the, uh, Drake I, feels I, I, Adam like Silver, he, turn off your podcast. I wasn't watching the game at the time. <laughs> Had I seen it, I would have been like, that's Mark Stevens. I would sure. I would have known. You are not I didn't your see average, the highlight. You're yeah. not your average fan. But again, I would argue that Drake is both a higher profile representative of the team than Mark Stevens is for the Warriors, and B that Drake is a more blatant violator of the fourth, whatever we want to call it, that that wall that should exist between fans and players. He is a more blatant violator of that than Mark. I just Stevens like is. that you now have sort of this category, the high profile high profile sideline sitter. I like it. You have you've, you've got us a new category. It's an all encompassing. All right, so let's stick around the West Coast and lots. Of money pack 12 it is said has received multiple bids of 750 million that's with an m 750 million dollars from would-be equity investors now we know they're selling a piece of their new media company nuco um who is ponying up 750 for this slice of the new business. Yeah, this one, I'm sure this one turned heads when it was reported last week uh, across college sports because this, you know, this this sale, this equity stake in, in, in Pac-12 media um, has been watched very closely. It's been ridiculed a bit across college sports. Um, so was it, the Dodgers purchase. So I, it's, I really do question. marvel that so many people get so much of this wrong. Yeah, and and we don't know enough yet to really know. I mean, without knowing the terms of this yeah, of 750, course, of right? They're, they're what their exit plan is when these investors get paid, whether they become priority over the the conference. There's so much about that 750 that we need to know more about before we can say. However, yeah, on its face, the fact that there are multiple bidders out there, and I assume these are strategic media partners, either in the television side or on the digital side. Uh, Should we have asked uh, David Ripley of uh, Sinclair? Mm. Hey, wait a minute, are you doing this too? Yeah, I mean, they, it, it might it might fit for them. I mean, the Pac-12 networks Hello, right now are regional sports networks, and yeah. they're in their own right. Um, but yes, this is obviously a, a, a good indicator in some capacity for the league. And 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 as Larry Scott told us, you know, when we talked to him 
this isn't a definite thing. It's not it's not a slam dunk that they're going to take this money. Um, but the Pac-12 definitely trails behind. Paint the, the, paint the portrait yeah. for me. You're big on the you know the yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. The so so in terms of I mean the, the the main way that a lot of these conferences make make their money obviously is media. They distribute that to their individual schools uh schools in the big 10 you know this is the biggest one they get 50 million dollars a year from their media rights schools in the sec 43 million dollars a year um you know both of those are big numbers S- the pac-12 is in third but a distant third they're around 30 million um and then you have the the, the acc uh and and uh and the final one which is <laughs> skipping my mind right now uh is also uh they're about 20 or 23 million or so right so so there's a big gap there sec the the pac-12 is in third but a distant third and by the way it's starting to affect the play on the field too that's they're not winning football games they're not it's, it's top been a 25. rough couple see years a lot of basketball teams. in basketball and yeah. football for the pac-12 um, I don't see the money being made up in the Olympic sports, even in an OTT world, no, of diving and, and swimming and, and volleyball. If the, if the plan here is to take this $750 million, divvy it up by all the all 12 schools, and then you know pay it out over the next five years, that can help close the gap over the next five years. However, you know when those five years are up, then you end up not owning you own only eighty five percent of your of your media right. So so you're you're hamstringing the long term future there, right? So if this is just kind of a, a, a bid to get upfront capital now to maybe help bridge the gap until this next round of media comes up in the Pac-12. As you know, they're very bullish on what's going to happen in this next round. We own it all, they say. They, we they, own all. They, I mean, that's they they're, they're hanging the it all on the fact that we have aggregated all the rights. It's ours. Which we is something own it that all doesn't exist for up. any other Power 5 conference. Right. Um, so if they are right in that, and, and this is essentially just a bid to, to kind of bridge the gap until they get to that point, then maybe this ends up being the a model in the and future. a much bigger payment next time sure and and we'll see if this goes well who knows other other conferences maybe not even power five conferences might think about going this route again. i'm gonna guess it works i am just i don't see the value of the sports rights going down anytime it's not soon enough for this i think i think it'll be okay and the other thing we 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 should discuss real quick they're depending on who they partner with who this money comes from they could also be getting a, a a strong strategic partner to help them Wade through this next round of negotiations. The interesting well. part is this is being handled by Joe Ravitch over at Rain. Mm-hmm. Rain often does business in Asia. Very interested to see the Pac-12 has made a concerted effort to create its brand, grow its brand in Asia. Very interesting if we get some money out of Asia as, as part of this investment. The I, Big 12 is the fifth Power 5 conference. Yes, it is. I knew you knew. You've been <laughs> Everyone sick. listening knows. Everybody, Edmund has been <laughs> under the weather. We, we, we mentioned that last time. He can't go to party to his reunions like he used to and stay <laughs> healthy. So he's on the mend, though, just a feeling little better, cloudy. Feeling better. All right, live sports. Oh, Twitter. This should not surprise anybody. Guess who's not going to be bidding on big-time sports rights? Twitter. I should have put yeah, that out. Yeah, you gave it away. <laughs> yeah, I started with Twitter. But we talk about the fangs. You know there's no T in fangs. <laughs> so it's not a surprise that Twitter... But two A's, to, no, have, no yeah, to have an To have an executive come out and say, no, 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 no. This, we're not going to be doing this. What we're going to look to do is partner with rights holders. They're all about... Twitter's about amplification. It's about how do we help you amplify your message. We're not going to be out there bidding opposite Fox and ESPN for big-time rights. Unlike, let's see, the Facebooks, hmm. the the, uh, the Googles, let, let's see the YouTubes, let's see where they are. Yeah, this is an interview that Kay Madati, Twitter's uh, vice president and global head of content partnerships, gave the Australian Financial Review. Uh, I think the direct quote in there 
Um, oh, you're direct I don't I like want it. to be a linear television broadcaster. So as you said, Twitter certainly thinking about their platform a little differently than maybe some other of the digital ones are, where, where they do kind of envision themselves broadcasting full-length games, uh, which Twitter's done in the past. I mean, the the, the NFL had a, had a partnership with Twitter in there. Um, they, they've played around with, I believe, baseball games as well, maybe a few other kind of bigger content things. Um, but you're right. I think Twitter sees their role here as fast highlights, you know, quick videos. You can follow along a game on your Twitter feed. You're just getting the highlights a couple I'm not going to lie, but I don't switch. I used later. to switch around, you know, on TV, box, picture in picture, this and that. I don't anymore. I just look at the Twitter feed and sort of it's my community good, tells yeah. me when I need to turn the channel. Totally. That's that's an easier way for me to follow it. Yeah, I, I will offer one kind of little word of caution. Mark Zuckerberg said something almost identical to this two two or three years ago. And then shortly afterwards, Twitter kind of started dipping in, or Facebook started dipping into live rights. And, and I think that you, like me, assume that, you know, moving forward, Facebook is could very well be a bidder for, for, for live rights. Could, but it's not core to what, I don't think the number will be expansive for them because it's not core to what they do. Sure. Uh, Fox? Better get some. Of you better have the NFL. That, no, no, they're willing to pay whatever it is. They need to have it. Absolutely. ESPN and, needs to have it. Yeah, my, I guess my point is that just because an executive says we're oh, not interested yes. in this yes. in, in 2019 does not mean that come 2022 uh, they won't be opening the opening the checkbook for it. Well, let's see who's bidding on the Pac-12. All right, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Scott Soschnick along with Edmund Novi Williams. Michael Barr has been missed, but he's enjoying his vacation. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. You can join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. You are listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world, online, wherever you get your podcasts.